Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Chuck, 
uh, heard you a, a couple of weeks ago, and I don't think it was even that long. I think it was last week. Found you guys on the internet with this fantastic song, "Back to the Sugar Shack," and then he called you. I th- what, when did we talk? Thursday or Friday? I think it was Thursday. That's okay, yeah, Thursday we had this great conversation, and you told us about how the whole song came to be. You want to, uh, you before I, you, you, do you want to answer that right away? Do you want to say anything else to the to the group before you do? But we'd really like to hear that story. Well, yeah, well, well, my name is uh, my name is Nelson Curry. I'm out of uh, North Augusta, South Carolina, and I always have to say the South Carolina part because if I if I give people North Augusta, they'll send it to Georgia. They'll say North Augusta, Georgia. But it's actually South Carolina. But when I got that call last week, actually from Chuck, he couldn't have called me at a better time because I was feeling a little, uh, you know, a little out of sorts because I was thinking, man, you know, I don't know if people really get what we're trying to do. We're trying to trying to bring some of that old soul feel back and, and stuff like that. And so he he called me at the perfect time when he was telling me about the Sugar Shack Club with Rudy and everything, and I had no idea. You know, and it was just one of those things where the universe just kind of lined everything up and why it picked me that day, <laughs> hey, I don't know, but it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> and, and, Rudy, you see what's happening here, all this crazy synchronicity, everything's coming back. Uh, Nelson, as I explained to you, this is the 50th, next year is the 50th anniversary of the opening of the shack. And yeah. we got Billy, who's on the line there. Billy is the guy who wrote is writing the play Back to the Sugar Shack. And then along comes your song, Back to the Sugar Shack. And it seems like at this 50th year, everything's coming back to the Sugar Shack. So, uh, Rudy, you want to say something? Yeah, the buzz is work, not the work. The buzz is not Uh, As you know, Nelson, Rudy is the originator. Rudy and Jerry started the Sugar Shack uh, way back when. And, uh, in in fact, why don't you continue with the story, how you kind of had a little uh, inspiration, a little help, and then you put the whole thing together not knowing that there was a club called the Sugar Shack? Oh, yeah, right, right. I mean, and it sounds sounds kind of corny when when I say it to people because, Nobody believes it happened quite like that sometimes, but I was I was approached by a uh, I should say I was a, it was a calling it was a it was a I felt a presence in a room one one night I was lying on the couch and something was telling me to go and do this thing that I'm supposed to do right and I was so afraid that I didn't even turn around because I was thinking I have nothing I don't have anything so and, and this this thing was telling me, just do it. I got it. You just do it. And so when I got with when I got with the guys and we went in the studio, the, the lyrics, the lyrics that you hear are the lyrics that I was basically just inspired to write. You know, I didn't change a thing. We kept it, and even when we got ready to play the, um, we got ready to play a solo, and I was like, nah. I said, nah. I said, you know, because I was kind of feeling the whole Otis Redding thing, trying to take it back into that thing. I said, you know, nobody's whistled on the record in a long time. I'm going to whistle. So so we opted to eliminate guitar solo or keyboard solo, and we went with the whistle. So I just started whistling. And that whistle is everything you hear is, is that first take. And that's why I was like, ah, some magic in here. I said, well, that's, 
you know, let's let's leave it as it is. Let's keep it like that. And everybody's like, thumbs up, let's go. And, I mean, it's just uh, one of those things that was meant to be. So when, when Chuck called me, I was thinking, holy cow. I know I didn't know anything about a sugar shack. I didn't know anything about it. There was nothing. I had no clue. As a matter of fact, when, when I when I came with this sugar shack hook, it was based on because I I was going past a bar that was called the shack, and I was thinking, you know what? That's what we need to write about something old, some old country kind of thing. Shack, yeah, black shack, black shack, and it made sense. And so I started talking about this girl that I met. She got away. I never got the number. And and my uncle told me a while back, because I, I was dating a girl at the time who was who did a little uh, lingerie modeling, and she was fine as can be. She, ended up, she, she actually ended up being my wife. <laughs> so, but my uncle said, my uncle said, man, that girl's got a coke outbreak. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm going to use that one day. You know, and, and he said that maybe, he said that probably five years or six years before he even wrote the, the, the lyrics to the song. And But I never forgot him saying, man, that girl's got a coke bottle point. I had never heard anybody say that before. <laughs> well, as you said, and, it's got a great hook. Hey, Rudy, when I was listening to that, and Jerry, when I listened to that song, and when those horns come in, man, there's no doubt that that was the sound that you guys produced at the Sugar Shack. Right, right, right. Song. There was a song that came out uh, then. There's a crazy little shack called the Sugar Shack. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some yeah, a white guy made it. And yeah. It became a pretty good hit. Yeah, Jimmy Gilmore. You know, Jimmy Gilmore. I don't Jimmy know. Yeah. Right. Is Jimmy, Gil- Jimmy Gilmore in the theaters or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, you're... Your rendition captures the whole soul sound, that whole soul genre. I mean, Rudy, let me ask a question just from hearing that song. And I think I know the answer, so it's a rhetorical question. Would you hire the class band Brotherhood, based on what you hear on that song, for your sugar shack? In a minute, in a minute. (laughs) Oh, man. That's what I like to hear. Hey. (laughs) And you're talking about Go ahead, Rudy, tell them about some of the acts you had there We've heard it before, but it's always great to hear it again Yeah, we got a list of stars that uh, doesn't end Jerry Butler, Friends of Distinction Edwin Starr, Joe Simon David Ruffin of The Temptation The Moment Blue Magic Tyrone Davis the Spinners, the late B.B. King, Al Green. You want me to keep going? The oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, I, all of my favorites. <laughs> I'm Listen, we have so, a caller that c- called in right away. And, Rudy, you have been getting some amazing uh, accolades on Facebook, people who worked for you people who remember the club. So I've got a number here, 508-577. Who we got there? You got Robert Lehman here from Brockton, Massachusetts. How you doing? Hey, you were nice enough to uh, be on the uh, Facebook yesterday. Thanks so much for calling in. What do you want to say to Rudy and Jerry? Well, first of all, I'd like to say, Rudy, um, I came to your club 
when I was 16 years old, I, I have to admit I used a fake ID to get in. And I've been loving. <laughs> I've been loving. I'm gonna hold Jerry responsible for that because he was checking some of the ID. Hey, and I've been loving R&B music ever since. I'm 64 years old right now. And I tell you what, I love all the old R&B groups. I'm a member of all these different associations that have all these different um, oldie but goodie shows. There's going to be one down in Hershey, Pennsylvania uh, that I'm going to try to get to go to. They're all over the country, mostly in the Northeast. And uh, I'm sure you probably attend some of these yourself. You know, Blue Magic, there's probably three Blue Magics now. There's probably three Temptations. There's three of this, three that. I love them all, okay? And I tell you, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed to get to the Sugar Shack. I'd get there about, I don't know, maybe an hour before with my little group, and we get down to go down them steps, and we always get like a front row seat. You know, if you get there early, you get a front row seat. And I felt like, you know, have you seen the movie, the Temptation movie with Otis uh, Williams? Yeah. When he used to watch those. I was Otis Williams. <laughs> I was so excited <laughs> to see those groups. <laughs> and uh, I actually had a group myself in Rhode Island for a while. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to let you know that um, I'd like to see another Sugar Shack open someday. Um, preferably someplace on outskirts of Boston. I know with your blessings and the right um, financing, we could do it and bring all those old groups back. And I tell you, it would, it would be an, uh, a tremendous thing to do. What do you think about that, Rudy? You know, a lot of a lot of the old groups are still working. I'm trying to do a soul festival. We're trying to get somebody, uh, some sponsors, to put all the groups together and have a three-day event. Because they they still about twenty five groups that are working twenty five thirty groups they're still working it's unbelievable fifty unbelievable. years yeah they're unbelievable so that's a good idea to do that but I'd also want to, um want if you'd be interested in open up a new sugar shack call it the new sugar shack and just have what you're talking about are venues they're like events where they have like you know groups come in and they rent a hall and they promote it. I'm talking about actual club. These groups get so much money today; uh, it's unbelievable. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't uh, believe what they get today. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's not feasible uh, today to do something like that. You you need like a thousand seater at least. You know, because right. uh, yeah. so much money today. You know, hotel rooms are so much money. Uh, Transportation, everything is uh, way out of line in, uh, in yeah. those days, you know. Yeah, well, well you know, Rudy, I can make about, about the Sugar Shack. Good. I used to go down them steps and everything. How'd you get all that equipment and everything done? Was there a back entrance to the Sugar Shack? I remember going yeah. down all them steps. Huh? Yeah, there was a back entrance in the alley. There was a little alley there, boils and plates. On the alleyway. Yeah. <laughs> Down the alley, down. Hey, Eddie Barnett is sitting there. He's got a list of groups that he's seen in the Sugar Shack. I swear there's got to be there's got to be a hundred and something groups. This is Eddie B. Just checking in. Want to say hello, Rudy? Um, all these groups, my I saw myself live in the Sugar Shack. So check out this list. Uh, I tried to do them alphabetically. The Ambitions, Archie Bell and the Drells, Black Ivory, Blue Magic, the Blue Notes. Brighter Side of Darkness, The Chambers Brothers, The Checkmates, Shy Lights, Choice Four, Delphonics, Bells, Detroit Emeralds, Dramatics, Dynamic Superiors, Ebony, Ecstasy, Passion, and Pain, The Escorts, The Esquires, The Ethics, 
Big Cobra Charity, Fantastic Four, Five Stair Steps, Four Talk, Friends of the Station, Hearts of Stone, Impressions, Independence, Intrigues, Intruders, The Joneses, Lost Generation, Main Ingredient, Manhattan's, Mark Four, The Moments, The Montclairs, Natural Four, New Birth, New York City, Ohio Players, OJs, Originals, Persuaders, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Soul Children, Spinners, Staple Singers, Stylistics, Tempries, the Tramps, and the Whispers. Imagine that. So that's a few groups. One, one from one customer. Go ahead, Jerry. Jerry, go ahead. Ohio Players, one of the guys in the band told Rudy, Rudy, my brother is cooling the game. They were 51 with a bullet. By the time they came to Boston, (laughs) they had number one. We got them for number one. All from performing at the Sugar Shack. We just bought a shit that week. Forty-six thousand that week, big now, money back then. Wow. Big money. Wow, amazing, wow. unbelievable. Is Nelson so Nelson, you you have connected with with a the vein. I mean, this place was just the amazing. It was an event. It was a happening. It was a historic thing. Just as your song was meant to happen, we feel that the Sugar Shack not made such an impression on everybody. For so long, here it is 50 years later, and we're all excited just to talk about it. Hey, I am I am 100%. I, I mean, I'm so pumped up about just being, you know, being cosmically connected. My soul must have been in that building sometime back in that day. So, <laughs> I mean, because it, 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 this is one crazy accident. I tell you that. And I love it. I love well, exactly. it. Well, I think uh, what we love about this, and I love to hear Rudy say. When we opened that Jerry. we were the first people to have a big black cub right in the heart of Boston. And we opened up the city to all the black people from Roxbury and and, and, uh, Dorchester, and they all came. Multicultural. And it was all done in harmony. the beginning of the 1907 of the black people leaving their town and coming into Boston. They didn't never used to come to Boston and be before There was no reason. A lot of racial tension back And they started coming into town, and they, they really got into the music and everything. Amazing, amazing. All in harmony, all in harmony. Nelson, Nelson Curry still listening? Yes, Nelson, you're yes, still there. Yes, yeah. Oh, Nelson, I've <laughs> got a question for Nelson. This is Eddie B. Yeah. Do you know anything <laughs> is? Or were you related to either two of these singers, a guy named Clifford Curry or Lewis Curry? No, I'm not related, but I get that, I get okay. asked that all the time. All right, I'm we, just curious. The Curry clan is pretty big, but I'm not connected okay. to them. <laughs> They're amazing musicians. I listened to a couple of your songs. They're amazing, you guys. Are, we're, we're grateful to have. You. Well, hey Nelson, tell us that you uh, tell us about the um, Earth, Wind, and Fire experience. Oh yeah, we uh, we opened for, open for Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, about three weeks ago, and one of the one of the one of the things that kind of amazed me is that even even Earth, Wind, and Fire, I had a connection with them. All right. And it came back full circle, even with them, because I was in California for a while, and uh, the girl that was managing us said, uh, you know what, you guys get dressed. Uh, some of the guys from Earth, Wind, and Fire are going to come by, you know, and, and hang out. This is a this is a, a little short white lady, 
you know, looking like Pam, Pamela Anderson. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, right. And sure enough, her doorbell rings, and there's Bertie White and a couple of guys from Earth, and I'm like, oh, well, crap. I'm like, let me go and get that. And the best thing happened when you least expect it. Oh, uh, exactly. exactly. And so when when I when I saw them again, first thing I asked first thing I asked Rodine was, "Do you remember that?" And he finished everything out. He said, "Yeah, Sean Anderson. You guys were there." I'm like, "Holy cow! He remembers that 20 years ago." Oh, it was great. I mean, it was right. fantastic. And you know, we opened the show. We opened the show. Everybody standing up in the, in the stadium, and they were like, "Wow, you guys are awesome!" Stop. Great time. Oh, Greatest club in the city. Hey, Tom. Tom. Hello. Yeah, Tom. We got Eddie. Gonna call in. Hey, I'm back in. I'm back in. I don't know what happened. I I'm think we've got Eddie Levert trying to call in from uh, the OJ. Uh, no. Tom, is that Eddie Levert, 
Go ahead, Rudy. No, I want to thank him. <laughs> Tom, say uh, no, no one. I, I never, I, you know, you, you know, they, you, you, you don't forget, you don't forget the people who are good to you on your way to getting mm-hmm. to where you want to go. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Rudy was one of those people. You know, uh, we have we have Rudy Garino stories that we sit around and talk about. Uh, myself, Little Anthony, and the Imperials. We we sit around and we talk about Rudy and we talk about how what a great place it was and his brother Sticker, uh, you know all those all those guys who were backstage that would you know just take care of you you know and make sure that uh, you know he, he, it was almost like being at home you know what I'm saying uh, yeah you knew nothing could go wrong even if something would go wrong it. It wouldn't go wrong for long. <laughs> hey, I'm going to I shut Jerry off because there was a little interference. I'm going to put you back on, Jerry. Go ahead, Jerry. You want right. to say something? Eddie, your brother, you yeah, carry Joe. all your equipment down the stairs. I don't know how he did it. Is he still around? Who? He was your old manager, your brother. Oh, you're talking, you're talking about, uh, you're talking about Andrew. Yeah, he used to carry all the equipment. He was a good kid. Yeah, 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 Andrew. No, he, I remember that. He he passed away. You know, he he, oh, you oh, know, he, he left me. He left me holding this this uh this bag for for sure. What a wonderful kid. You know, but, uh, you know he was. You know, we. You know, he. he you know, he was a favorite around uh, the. You know, the the Sugar Shack also because. You know, it was like our whole band and uh, and everybody that was with us. You know, uh, it was like even even with the you know like we'd stick around a day extra just to see the act that was coming to follow us in there. The Temptations, you know, and and uh, 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 you you name it. You know, they were in there. You know, and. Uh, yeah. You had to go through that because you know the crowd, the crowd was right there in your face. You know there was no, there was no getting around it. You were either you were either good or you, you know they, they knew and they knew what was good and what was bad and they, you know, uh, Billy Stewart. Uh, well, I Eddie, talk, talk, talk about that a little. What the experience was like in that club versus was there any other club around even close to what you felt at the Sugar Shack? Not ever, man. Not even you know. Not even if you if you go and you talk about New York and they talk about Studio Fifty Four and all that stuff. Yeah, it was cool. But if you if you if you really wanted to play a place that puts you right in front of the people and the people were right there for you. It was like the sugar sack, you know, and uh, everybody in the business, everybody in the game knew that it was the place. It was, a, it was, it was terrible, man. When, when we lost that place, it was just like, you know, there's no way place to play in Boston. You go and play the, the, the uh, you know convention center and all that stuff. Uh, it's all it's all good, but nah, it just it just it doesn't. But it well, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't have the magic. You know the magic the the people 
the you, you become friends with these people and uh friends I've made in there in the circus act has lasted for years and you know, I mean I still know these people. They call me now and we talk and you know, and uh conversate. Some of them are successful, some of them are, you know, just hanging on, you know. But uh we still I still have a relationship with a lot of people from there. You know, Absolutely. so well, I gotta I gotta thank I got to thank you because I was a, I was a little white kid from Roxbury that found the, the beautiful soul music and the harmony, and it was the safest place in Boston for interracial stuff. You know, you just, like you said, you knew there's great hands, but you touched us so much. I only know of, we talked about one other act that really stood out. All the acts were phenomenal, and you couldn't say one was better than the other. But when you left the stage, when you were singing Missing You, and you would be sweating yeah. like crazy, and you'd take your jacket off, <laughs> you'd have that white shirt. And one night, you sat down at the table with me and my wife, and you sang Missing You to us. And that was, yeah. I, uh, talk about that a little bit, will you? Oh, man, well, you know, that, that's the one thing about um, being at the Sugar Shack, and you, you, you get a... Uh, you, you, you get a, you could just interplay your interaction with the audience was like priceless, and you, and I got a chance to to hone my craft to be able to do it from a big stage to, to be able to do that to get that same kind of uh, uh, camaraderie or should we say that same kind of feeling going from the big stage to a big audience. And being able, the Sugar Shack helped me to achieve that just by being, you learn how to be yourself, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, you learn how totally. to just be that personality and, you know, and and doing, being able to do that for you and your wife was like, uh, it was the ideal song, it was the ideal situation, and it was two people who, who were in love with each other, you know what I'm saying? So Could you sing a can you sing a bar of that? A couple of bars of that? Miss you every day, Miss You're kidding Come me. On, man. Come on, I don't even remember the song. Do you do you, do you understand you gotta let me see. I miss you. That's about all I know. <laughs> All I remember is miss you more and more on every day. Miss you more and more on every way. I'm missing you. Okay, did it go like, wait, 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 hold it. I miss phoning you at breakfast about 7.15. Is that the way it went? Yeah, a little bit. And then, but it was definitely you poured your soul into I miss you more and more every day. I miss you more and more in every way. I'm missing you. Yes, absolutely. Great song. And, you know, you left nothing in that club. Those girls, you were lucky Rudy and the Riot guys, because those girls would have taken you outside. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, you know, I, I was wild then. I would have went. <laughs> I'm going to put Jerry back on. Jerry, go ahead. Eddie B., I'm sure you got something to say. Hang on. Here we go. I got Jerry just had a little business appointment. He just got picked up from one of his business associates, if you know what I mean. So, but I got Eddie B still sitting here. He's a small man. 
ahead, Eddie B. Eddie B., you want to add something? Yes, Mr. Bobby Eli would like to say hello to Mr. Yes. Lambert, because I know they're good yes. friends. Yes, I'll be seeing Bobby in about a month when I go down to Philly. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I I, I gotta go to I gotta go to Philly in uh, in, a, in a few days. They're gonna be honoring uh, Sidney Portier. The city is, and so I I get the pleasure wow. of going down and singing for him. Wow, uh, that'll be great. Uh, so, That's amazing. Yeah. Listen, Nelson just wrote a song a couple of years ago called Back to the Sugar Shack, and, man, he just nailed it. Nelson, I'd like to introduce you to Eddie DeVert. What do you want to say to Eddie? All I want to say is I feel so fortunate. It's like... It's like I'm a fly on the wall in in the house listening to all the greats. So, I mean, it's a pleasure being able to hear you say that. The, the thing about being in a club, it feels more personable, and it gets you prepared uh, for a larger audience. I, I said that yes, to somebody the other day. Absolutely. I was like, and when people are standing right in front of me, uh, you know, at, at first I used to be nervous about it when we first started. But when they're right in front of you, if you could make those people move, and when they're looking at you like, you better give it to me. And if you can make a move, the rest of the world seems like a piece of cake. And well, well, it, well, it is a piece of cake because now <laughs> Oh, no, it is because of the fact of, you know, being able to get past that scrutiny because they're, they're examining you by right. all means, and, and they're waiting on you to to take charge and be who you're going to be. And let's see if I can, and, and then, you know, let's That's see right. if I can like you. And That's uh, right. just the passion and the, um, the fear, the fearlessness, because there has to yeah. be some, fear, some, some fearlessness in it. Because, you know, when people are looking at you through those x-ray eyes, like uh, when they're sitting on the front row, they're not really. They come to judge you. No, no, that. <laughs> a lot of money for that seat, and then let me see if he's worth that two hundred and fifty dollars. That's right. <laughs> Eddie, you, Eddie, I gotta ask you. Eddie, I gotta ask you this. I saw you. You're right. You were at the Sugar Shack four or five times a year. You went from. You know, a little bit of a obscurity. You were well-known. You had amazing things. And then when you did Money, 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 and you did, um, you know, uh, uh, Love Train, you were playing major stadiums. You were guys were right in the fort. You were at the top of the charts, and then you would still come back to the shack. I mean, what was that whole experience like? That was like, like I told you, it was like, uh, yeah, we've got to go there. It's like, <laughs> let's go back there and put our feet back on the grind. Let's go see if we still got it. If yeah. we still wow. can uh, uh, get up close and personal. And still, <laughs> why do you think the temps and the tops and all of them came there? They had to go there to stay with your, keep your feet on the ground. You know, you, you have to, you, you look. The bright, you got a lot of help when you're up there on the big stage. You got the lights, you got a, the great sound system. You got, uh, you know, I'm not saying that the sound system wasn't great. That that's what made it so good. The sound system was good at the Sugar Shack, 
the lighting was, you know, you, you're in the center of the floor. People are all around you, all mm-hmm. around you. And, you know, and the guys at the bar, you know, they're, they're, they're already putting on a show, so you got to drown <laughs> them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, Tom, Eddie B, you want to jump? Eddie B, you want to jump on that? Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, go ahead, Eddie. Yeah, listen. When Eddie and OJ came to the Sugar Shack, they ruled the Sugar Shack. Oh yeah. <laughs> For years, no doubt about they were it. of the Sugar Shack. They ran the car. Without a doubt. No, uh, Eddie, you said you had some stories about Rudy. You want to share one in particular? Oh, uh, no. There's no one you can tell about. You know, Rudy Rudy was never, uh, you know, he, 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 you know, when you, when you talk, you, you talk to Rudy, and, uh, you know, he's sure, and, and all he says, well, we're, we're going to take care of it. And that's, all you got from Rudy, and the next thing you know, it was taken care of, and that's wow. it. <laughs> that's that's all I, you know, and uh, whatever he said he was gonna do, he would do, you know, and uh, that's why everybody enjoys playing for him, you know. Whatever you know, he Eddie, said he would do, he would do, and uh, you know, you, you didn't have to worry about getting short change on your money. But you know, sometimes he he he'd make you work hard for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> in what in what way? How would he make you work hard? What would he do? Oh uh, well, you know, he'd make sure you did that one extra show. You know, if he gave you, <laughs> he gave you a nice buck, he made sure that he was going to make out. You know, because this guy was. If I give you this, I'll need to put another show in, Eddie. Hey, hey Eddie, you know, I'm an entertainer myself. What did it feel like when you, I mean, your music is part of the soundtrack of America. I mean, Love Train, Money, Money, Money. I mean, there isn't a a year that goes by I don't hear those songs in commercials. The Rolling Stones covered you guys. I mean, what's that make you feel? I mean, I was reading a little bit about you. You came from Alabama. Did you ever dream that this great thing would happen for you? Uh, no, no, by no means, man. It's like, uh, you know, you want to do things that, you know, will affect the world, and you want to be, and you want them to be positive. But I never dreamed that I would have songs that would go on for 50 or so years, and the message stay so ever prevalent as, you know, the message is still the same as it was, like the day we released that record. And so I never, you know, you you hope that you can get there. And then to live and see it and to be living in it, you know what I'm saying, is still an uh, even greater blessing. And so, you know, I have a lot to be thankful for, man. And, uh, and I think that Rudy Garino just happens to be one of the things that I'm thankful for because it, it helped point me into the artist that I am today. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, a beautiful thing. Really, simply because of just being able to go there and to 
to not really know what I was capable of, but being able to discover myself and be able to, you know, find out who Eddie LaVert really is and then be able to take it to another level by uh, meeting up with Charlie Atkins and, and uh, you know, uh, such great people and Gamble and Huff. And, you know, and then making those records like The Love Train, The Backstabbers, and and all of that stuff, and Money, Money, Money. You know what I'm saying? And, and to have these songs redone by great artists like Mick Jagger and the, and the Rolling Stones, and then to hear them on commercials uh, on a regular basis. No, man, you, it's almost like a dream come true. But see, one thing that 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 always keeps keeps you grounded. Know that there's a guy called Uncle Sam. That every time you hear that, he's getting his too. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, don't, and he's don't, taking don't the money, money, it, money, money. Don't, don't, don't think it, don't ever think it's all it's all gravy. No, he's, he's in there. That guy, that guy there. Who, whoever invented that guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy right there. Jesus and I know Beautiful. you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> all of us. <laughs> that guy there, man. That guy there. You know, Eddie Nelson I mean, and I were talking the other day when about this song and how. You know, he felt a presence in the room. Tell him now. When did you? When did you? When did you feel your calling, man? When did you feel like music was? I mean, millions of people try music. But where was your conviction? Where Where did that come from? Yeah, man. Oh, let me see. Now you're asking the tough, tough question. Um, <laughs> um, I, you know. Um, I wrote a song, uh, Lonely Drifter. Uh, we went on to record the song and uh, it become like a almost top 40 song. Um, I think that particular song uh, let me know that, you know, there was something there that I needed to tap into. But it took a long time for me to realize that um, that was part of my calling, not only to be an artist, but also to be a writer. And when my son came along, um, he 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 automatically inherited the same abilities. Not only he was not only a great artist, but he was a great songwriter. And um, but I made it so that. Anything that he did as far as records, that he get to write at least half of every record that he made, half of every album. He had to write at least half of the songs and publish them. Because I realized after a while that that that's so important as being part of the business. So... um, I, I think I, I think when I when I when I did that song Lonely Drifter, I think it it awoken the the passion in me to to write songs. Um, but 
you know, it's been a long process because uh, in that process, you know, I, I, you know, I, I was, I was such, uh, I've been so fortunate in being an artist that I was successful at it, and so it, it took up most of the time that I would have had trying to be creative. Now, uh, so uh, uh, automatically I, you know, I put all of my attention on my son and made him become as great a writer as he could become, and he became a great artist also. And, you know, then after his passing, it was like um, there was no getting around it. You're either going to be a writer now and uh, an artist, or you're just going to be just another part of the business, one of those artists that, you know, he's saying good and there was nothing left for me to remember him other than his artistry, which is not a bad thing. But, uh, you know, I also want to be known as a guy that was able to, you know, um, make it happen from either side of the coin and, if you can do that, you can also make a, uh, you can also leave a legacy, and plus you can also leave something of uh, of you know something that that will continue to pay you and your family for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's, it's beautifully said, and you're right. I mean, again, you are certainly in the soundtrack of of probably every American for the last you know after you wrote. A love train and backstabbers. I mean, in money, in in you know that's just in everybody's in everybody's uh, DNA right now. I mean, that's it is. A oh, beautiful I, well, I wish that, I wish that I had a wrote those, but I didn't write those. Those were written by Kenny Gamble and Leanna Huff. Now, uh-huh. I you know I was uh, the instrument they used to get it to the to the national side, and that's what I did, and so. Um, uh, you know that being along, greatness attract greatness, and me being a part of greatness <clears throat> kept me in the forefront of the business world because I'm able to be heard when they play those records, and when they play those records, they can't help but think about the OJs because that's who did them, and we've been fortunate enough that, you know. Um, We've had a lot of covers from really great people, and so that keeps you in the game. You know, um, you can't, you don't know how you get there, man, or how you stay there. You just, you just keep getting blessings just by trying to be a straight-up guy or trying to be someone who cares about the next person. Beautifully said, and that's true. you got to stay got to keep going to the well, and you do the work, yes. you put the bucket down, and sometimes it comes up full, sometimes it doesn't, but, you yes, know, you're, right. you're sharing those blessings. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, my man. Go, go ahead, Rudy. Eddie, thank you for coming on, Eddie. It's a blessing, and uh, before we get through, we're going to be on that stage again. We're going to do a soul festival. We're working on... Uh, Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, you keep me, keep me, keep me uh, in mind, and keep me uh, abreast of what's going on, so we can make sure that I'm clear and I can make that date, Rudy. Yeah, 
right? Okay, my friends, and thank you for coming on. And uh, hey, Eddie, Eddie B, you want to say something at the end here? Come on, Seth, but I'm, it was it was great to hear Eddie Levert and Rudy. The night the Sugar Shack closed, Rudy, I cried. Never will forget the Sugar Shack. Will never be another right. club like it ever. That's right. Amazing. Never. Never, um, I want to thank you, Mr. LeBron, for calling in. Thank you so much. All right. All right. It was my pleasure, guys. It was my pleasure. Thank you. I mean, you know, I, thank you. it was like I was It was like I, I was down on Boyle Street. Thank you and bless you so much. You made a lot of guys really happy today. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank okay, you, we got a call at 818. Where are you from? Where, where, who do we have at 818? Yeah, hi. It's, it's, it's Chuck from L.A. There he hey, is. Chuck. How are you? Hey, pretty good. Well, this is uh, certainly a fun show. Uh, <laughs> giggles all around. But um, this goes out to every... Nelson, are you still on? Yeah, I'm here. Believe me, okay. I'm here. Well, uh, I just wanted to say it's great that you know, Nelson's hooked up with this. And sometime before the show ends, Nelson, if you could plug your CDs and let, you know, the guys who are on or the audience know, they're at least the first one that I have, Out of the Shadows of Soul, I've listened to 20 times. It's killer, and it's wonderful. The other thing I'd like to uh, just mention, that if hopefully this soul festival show happens, I can think of a great opening act, hint, hint, who would be right I, in the pocket. I can, too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, just think about it, because they could sort of set the mood, and then the classic guys could come out. Um, Nelson and I were talking yesterday about James Brown, and I brought up the mysterious live album recorded at the Sugar Shack that has disappeared, so I'm sending him a package today Apparently, Nelson knows James Brown's daughter, and he's going to pursue that. So who knows? Maybe it'll show up. But um, with James Brown being said, before you end today, uh, have Nelson tell you the story about the James Brown statue in Augusta and what he did. Because myself and all you guys are true fans of soul music, classical school soul and the artists. And listen to what Nelson did. It's truly inspiring and shows he's true blue and a believer. So, hey, Rudy, I'll probably talk to you later, as I always do. But keep going, guys. And uh, something great's going to happen in this, I feel for sure. But uh, Class Band Brotherhood, the CDs are great. Thank you. Well, not only that, but something fantastic just happened. (laughs) We got to talk to the great Eddie Levert. He got up early for you guys, which apparently is not often the case, according to Ruth. (laughs) So (laughs) the morning sun came in harshly, but he was there. Hey, uh, go ahead, uh, Dawson. Tell us about the the statue. Oh, yeah. I'll catch you guys later, but I'm listening. All right, Chuck. Well, in Augusta, in Augusta, Georgia, when they erected the statue of James Brown, they put it on the ground. It was not even on a pedestal. So, you know, there was always this debate going on about, you know, how can they put the statue on the ground and how can they do this? Such a disrespect. And, you know, my daughter was uh, about eight years old at the time, and I said, look, I said, people are going to always complain. 
I said, they're going to complain about this, they're going to complain about that. I said, but at some point in time, somebody has to do something. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort, really, to change that. So she said, well, Dad, you, you, you know to put some people together. Why don't you try and do it yourself? So I, I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. So I put a T-shirt campaign together, and I called it Lend a Hand to Raise the Man. And I called another, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I called another friend of mine. And see, I'm born on the same day as James Brown. So I always had my my uh, my birthday would be announced with his on the radio all the time. And we saw him in the studio on a regular basis. And so we started selling these T-shirts and got a radio station behind it. And we ended up raising in about two weeks. Thirteen thousand bucks. They we presented That's it to the city. Fabulous. We presented it to the city. They moved the statue, and I got another friend who owned a, a masonry company, and they built the stage with the money. So whenever you see that James Brown statue and people are standing on the stage and leaning, taking pictures and stuff like that, it's because my daughter challenged me to raise the funds to pull it off. And it's, and it's there, right? And and it happened right before he passed. So had it not happened, the city of Augusta would have been really kind of embarrassed to have his statue. It was so it was so low on the ground that you could you'd pass by it and you wouldn't even see it. But now Whoa. it's on. But now it's on a stage, and people are able to stand on the stage and lean under the statue with the Godfather's soul and and, and take a picture. Uh, and go back out of town and show folks. I was down here with the statue on stage with Mr. Brown. And well, you know the tagline to that story, Nelson, is "Get on up." Get on up. <laughs> Get on up. <laughs> so you know, but we had, but we had to, we had to lend a hand to raise the man. And 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 I, that's one of the. I, I tell you, I'm proud of a lot of things, but that is one of the top that I'm proud of being able to do. Because it 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 really didn't take that much. It, it just really took somebody moving, taking a step forward, and trying to change it, and it's changed. Beautiful. You know? Beautiful. 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 Uh, and so uh, go ahead, so Billy. Billy and Eddie, if you're there, you know, chime in a little bit. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at Eddie over here. He's like he's he's he's. He's white as a ghost. You can't believe that Eddie LeVert was on the line. Yeah, that was great to hear. <laughs> you just made his day. You made Jerry's day. I mean, this, this is amazing. It's just it's a wonderful, wonderful show we got here. And um, we're blessed to be able to do this. Like I said, 50 years later, we're still talking about the Sugar Shack, which was around before I was around. But um, there's a lot of history there, and there's a lot of love and a lot of harmony involved in this. Yeah. Well, no, we I got one caller from 762. Uh, 762, where are you from? 444. I don't know if they want to speak or not. You know, I see you on the board here, seven six two four 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 seven zero. I won't say the last two numbers. Are you there? No, I guess not. They're not. They might be just listening. Uh, Rudy, anything you want? Well, Brockton, why don't you come in and give us a what? What you think of the show today? First of all, I think it's fantastic, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a, a frequent listener. Is this on like XM Radio or something, or a local FM channel? No, this is um, this is an internet station, and okay. uh, I, I wasn't you know, sure I if it was a regular a regular show that comes on every week or something or every day. Yeah, it is every Thursday. We're here every Thursday, so spread the word. We'd love to hear from fans and and, and everybody else who was part of the Sugar Shack. Yeah, I got one quick question for Rudy or anybody. Um, were there any of it live recordings? I think they sent some James Brown at the Sugar Shack. Are any of these available on YouTube or anything? 
what did he say? Uh, is he one of his any live recordings from the Sugar Shack? Shack. Available. Like, did one, but uh, like Chuck says earlier, we they they can't find it. Uh, it was lost. He's been looking in the archives. Oh my gosh. Looking for it, but uh, so far they haven't come up with it. How about albums? Yeah. Were any albums ever recorded there? Like just somebody said. Well, that's what they're looking for. They're, no, they're looking from that one from James Brown, but no, right now nothing. Oh, they didn't have well, yeah, huh? like that now, huh? Okay. Yeah, that wouldn't happen today, would it? No, uh, everybody have their cell phones out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, Nelson, I think one of your one of your fans or one of your band members, eight oh three, uh, is also on the line. Eight oh three, the other eight oh three. You yeah. want to say something? Yeah, this is Alan Curry. I'm in Nelson's first cousin. I've just been listening from the beginning, and it's just amazing, you know, everything. And just to hear Gerald and you guys, I mean, this thing is just, it sounds wonderful. And I'm just glad to just be on the phone listening to you guys. Well, thanks so much for calling in and joining us. And spread the word about the shack. Uh, Rudy, all of it. Wait, yeah. uh, I think, well, wait a minute. I think, is that Chuck calling back in, 818? Yeah. Yeah, I'm on. This is Chuck. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the Moments recorded a live album at the Sugar Shack. Um, oh, they did. I don't know if it's out on CD, but the ad in the Boston paper said uh, The Moments live album recording tonight. So that's one I wow. know of for sure. Just thought I'd share oh, that. thanks. Yeah, thanks Yeah, so Nelson, much. Nelson, plug the CDs before you go. See ya. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey, Nelson, John, why don't you hey, give Chuck, us? Chuck is going to be my agent, man. Uh, Chuck, yeah. Chuck, he, he left. Yeah, but, but go ahead. Plug the albums. Anybody out there who's a fan of soul music, and what we're trying to do in our project, we have an album out of the Shadows of Soul, and our second, which is our newest, is called We Call the Shots of Soul. What we're trying to do and what we're doing on the project is bringing back that feel of soul music. That music tells a story and the beat is going to make you dance. You know, and we huh. have some slow, some of that slow stuff on where they used to call it, you remember what back in the day they used to call it, uh, they didn't call it slow dancing, they called it slow dragging. <laughs> so we got, right. that slow, that, we got that slow drag music. So it makes you want to slow drag. And see, it could, because they just don't, the music today, they seem to be missing that whole story part. And we are trying to channel the greats like uh, Eddie LaVert, The Temptations. And, uh, we, matter of fact, we have a song on his new album called Baby's Love. I was trying oh, to yeah. imagine Ot- I was trying to imagine Otis Redding and Jackie Wilson on a record together. And, and it came out as one of the sweetest songs. And so if you can, go out and pick it up. Um, you can find it on YouTube. I mean, iTunes. You can find it on Amazon. You can go to classbandbrotherhood.com. Just go out and find it. Take a listen. Pass it on to your friends because it's a class band brotherhood movement. And once you get it, you will have a stamp on your heart, in your soul, and you will be classified. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, class is spelled K-L-A-S-S, which is really classy. Classbandbrotherhood.com. Just fabulous. Rudy, I want to play. I come across something on the internet the other day. You better leave now and, because uh, I have a feeling. If uh, 
if we got a couple of minutes, you want to hang around? We'll play it because this was one of the things that really gave me a feeling as if I were back in the day. Uh, so uh, if you just hang in a second, I'll put the spin this and we can uh, get a feel for what uh, Sugar Shack. You was better like. leave now because I have a feeling something special is about to happen. We call All it right. the Battle of the Groups, and for openers, here are <laughs> the Manhattans. <laughs> Sounded like in the shack. Nice. Mm. Hey, John. John, we finally. Yeah, you did it. Wasn't that beautiful? I mean, that's a precious moment of tape right there. Hey, 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 Tom. Yeah, go ahead. When that group got on the stage, they all part of the Sugar Shack. Believe me, they were so great, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, they were certainly, you couldn't see them enough times. I mean, when they did come four or five times a year. I went every single time, and I, I came Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How much time do we have? We can keep going. Oh, no, well, uh, we don't want to drag it out. We uh, after after Eddie, I don't know who can follow. <laughs> All right, exactly. Hey, well, that's why hey, I was trying Tom. to get to the Temptations and the Four Tops. But I'm going to cut that uh, ten minutes up so we can play that because it's amazing stuff. Billy, what'd you think of today, buddy? Yeah, 
Sarno. We got a guy here that's standing outside. His name is Freddy Sarno. Rudy, you remember Freddy Sarno? He's an old friend of yours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. The name, that name rings a bell. Freddy Sarno sitting here listening. We got a bunch of guys. It looks like the Soprano sitting here in front of the North End Golf Association. <laughs> what a sight to see, I'm telling you. Hey, I'm still all right, right. well, I'll tell you what. Old. Unless somebody's got something more to say, I'm going to close this out. What a day, Rudy. God bless you. I mean, to have a tribute just every day, every week, just shows you, Rudy, it's so evident that people love you and Jerry. Love you not only for what you did for everybody that, you know, talk about a soul, a, a, a soundtrack that has lasted forever and, a, and an experience that left, lasted forever. But, you know, down to the core, you, you guys are real guys, and people love you guys. And it's, I think this is fantastic that people can call in and connect and tell you what you did for them for, for the rest of their lives because of that club. So cool. Thank Amazing. you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. We've got to work on some of the other stuff and see if I can dig them up. Great. Yeah, we've got to get more. They don't right. have a on the Internet. Right. Uh, you've got to go through their agents, you know. Yeah, we well, got to get them. We'll keep yeah, George Clinton next. Hey, yeah, Tom. Okay. Hey, hey right. Tom. Nelson. I want to I want to say something before I before I go is that uh, I, I want to thank you for letting me be on the show and be a part of this because I think it's a historic moment that I'm I'm, I'm a part of. I also want to thank Rudy and, and let him know that I can tell from the way Eddie was talking that that guy loves you and for some for an artist to love someone like that, that person must have done some something extraordinary because we as artists already. We're a different kind of breed, and and to get our total approval like that, I mean, you have to be one heck of a guy, and and I Thank appreciate you. you, I appreciate you letting me be a part of that conversation and hear that because you never forget who gives you a hand up when it's time for you to move forward, and I think you did that for him, and I can I can hear it in every part of his being, and and that is that's pure love to me. And whatever, whenever, however, you need the class band brotherhood and us Sugar Shack boys, they call us the Sugar Shack boys, man, although we're grown men. I'm the Sugar Shack man, and the band is the Sugar Shack boys. If you need us, we are there, man. We are there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. That's a great speech. So everybody go out and get the class band brotherhood music and get classified. I can tell you it's a joy to be part of this experience Brockton one last thing from a fan you know that you've uh, you know you know Rudy and Jerry just planted this beautiful music and thing so I'll give you a last word on this thing yeah I'm I'm so happy to keep in the the Sugar Shack the story alive and I like to see somebody put a documentary together go down there and just the Boylston Street and say this is where my club used to be maybe some clips of the old groups I think that would be a fantastic project. What do you think? Well, let me tell you something. We're working on it. It's in progress, so it's going to happen. We're going to, not only that, a book, a play, a movie, it's all in the works. We're going to immortalize that amazing thing that happened over 10 years. Rudy, any last words? God bless everybody, and thanks uh, for being on, and uh, 
and keeping the memory alive. Okay, all right, Billy. <laughs> yes, Billy, sir. we'll see you later. Thanks so much, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, we're gonna Bye. we're gonna go out with the uh, we're gonna go out with back to the shack. Yeah. Oh, that's the wrong one. I got the right one. Here we go. There you Thanks go. so much, guys. Last Have a great day. Yeah. Yeah, right on. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.